The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. We are back on another Thursday, October the 19th for the You Better Live show. You know me, God is Shash, Chaz Thrill, the Emperor's Lady Cake Mix. And baby, I got some things to talk about tonight. <laughs> Tonight's topic is Elevate to the Fleet. <laughs> you know, I know, well, I'm going to assume you're probably wondering what that's all about. And I'm going to tell you all about it. So while I'm talking, Come on and walk with me. You already know the vibes. You can reach out, call in anytime at 443-642-9403. Hit me up in the chat to get you a little bit. Come on with me. Come on now. Talk to me. Because, you know, it's your news, our reviews. And I need to know, like, what your views are. But in the meantime, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it for us, right? I'm going to do it for us. Yes. And I'm going to. Talk about some stuff I talked about last week because I just been watching social media, looking at different outlets, taking in different people opinions, which is always good because I've expressed that before too on the show that a lot of times, you know, it's good to have dialogue, communication with people because communication is the key. But the biggest part of communication is the comprehension part. And that's what I don't understand because people just don't be understanding. And a lot of times when people are trying to do something, whether it's in their words or their actions to elevate, we have a bad habit of deflating it real quick and making it into just like this, like fiasco. So if you don't know, yes, I'm going to talk about what the world is talking about. My girl, Jada Pickett, who I'm backing, you know, I I support her. I don't see it. Yeah. A lot of y'all is like really not feeling her. But before I go into all that, because that comes up, you know, those are my what in the what's and my what in the world. Before I go into all of that, just acknowledging and letting y'all know, I don't have a guest tonight for the living in se- se- living it segment, which is my guest segment. But I'm extending once again the invite to you. If you are interested in being a guest, you want to come through and share your light and love and let us know how you are living it. You got something to say to inspire the world. You got your business. Want to tell us your business, all of the business. You want to talk the business with me? Then let's do it. Make sure you email me at guest at beexposedradio.com. Yeah, radio.com, guest at beexposedradio.com. And if it's other stuff, if you just need some information or you just want to tell me something, yeah, feel free to reach out at info at beexposedradio.com. Look, you can go through either one of those emails, but then also directly to the site, which is www.beexposedradio.com or beexposedmedia.com. However you feel you need to get it done, you do it. Because that's why I'm here and I'm 
always willing to come through and talk to you, especially if you hit me up and show me love like that. Yes, of course. You also can reach me in my personal messenger on Facebook at Chastity the Empress Dorsey or IG chat. Come on, all of the avenues. It's really no excuse on how you can get <laughs> in contact with me at Chastbrill underscore seven. So I send the invite to you. If that's you, come on through. Let us know how you are living it. Y'all know why I get it started because like I said, y'all know the way the days pass us on by sure does the time. And for real, I've been having a great time on the show and time really been flying on here. I got two hours to get it all in. And the good thing about that is, is that y'all, I'm always doing my research, got all this information. My intentions definitely be good. It be good far as my preparation piece of the show. But when the days keep on rolling by and then Thursday get here, I say, oh, I got these many hours. And then voila, before I know it, it's time to get together and come through to share my light and love for y'all to tell y'all y'all better live. So I'm coming through. Don't hit all my information up because, again, this laptop over here acting a little funky. It's been updating one of one for like the last 40 minutes. So I don't understand it. So bear with me. And again, I need you. Come through. I'm on the chat or call on the phone lines. Let's get it started. Y'all already know the prayer. Um, I just do that just to give my honor. All praises are due to God. Yes, I'm going to always do that. And I'm going to always acknowledge God and all things. I hope you do too. And I do that too, just so like people can know. Like, they can know, like, yeah, like, I know God, I can encourage you, inspire you to get some type of faith, some type of spirituality, something in your life. So when you got those moments when you're trying to elevate and then people try to deflate you, you got it. You got it, right? You still living. You still loving you. You still doing you. You still being you. All of that good stuff. Um, so anyway, y'all know how we always talk in the prayer. And I tell y'all, I get jumbled. Last week when I was doing the prayer, I was like, oh, I be getting jumbled. Y'all know, blame it on my mind. <laughs> Don't blame it on my tongue or my or my, my tongue or my heart, shall I say. You know, because I'm saying, I be knowing what I want to say. I be knowing what I want to say. And I know how to say it. But it's just something about when I get on here. And from this <laughs> Camera, though, you know, I got to be real with y'all because I am Chase real. So even in prayer, and I'm saying, I just thank God, too, for the Holy Spirit, because when you cry out to him and you, you just don't know what to say, because it'd be just so much stuff going on. I thank God for the Holy Spirit that definitely knows how to speak on my behalf and keeps me grounded, keeps me, replenishes me and all of that good stuff. Uh, so the Holy Spirit guides you in that type of spirit. I mean, in prayer or anything. So let's do it. Let's do it. And just be mindful of that. All right. Spirit of God, teach us how to pray, oh, Father God. Be with us day by day, oh, Father God. Let your will, let your way be done in our actions, in our words, oh, Father God. And anything that we bring forth, oh, Father God, that you have us to be privileged to do. 
oh father god i ask oh father god that you continue to keep us lord oh just thanking you for keeping us how you've been keeping us oh father god even in times oh father god when it's becoming more difficult for us to understand how to be kept oh father god you are god of all gods lord of all lords the almighty the omega oh father god we are nothing without you nothing oh father god i just thank you lord i thank you for being who you are i thank you for the holy spirit bless everyone oh father god tonight that is watching anyone who is listening oh father god anybody who is up or down because we already know how i can switch around in a blink of a eye but it is you oh father god who has the whole world in your hands and if the eye was on the sparrow then why why would you not be keeping the eye out for me let us remember that let us embrace that let us continue to love and let's continue to pray in jesus name amen Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, you got to know how to speak it. You know, we hear all the time about affirmations, about people declaring and declaring things over your life, over their life. And baby, you have to speak it because you'd be amazed. The power surely does lie in that tongue. Okay, it does lie in that tongue. Look, I was ready to start quoting one of my favorite gospel songs on Be Encouraged by the Tribe to the Singers. That's my song. I bumps that like every, every, every morning. Yes, because for a while now, all my life, I've been trying to elevate, elevate, and then they deflate. So when you elevate to deflate, that's really what I'm talking about. And that's really some things i'm going to bring up tonight and it definitely is a great scenario to bring about a point that i am trying to make so i always say at the end of the show i give my shout outs but i just want to give my shout out to you if you got a birthday this month if we still are raining in the mighty leo's libra season look because I think it's legal season all year. Yeah, yeah. But we're still operating in a mighty Libra season. And Lee, no, it's not Libra. Scorpios are up next. So Libra, y'all, on y'all way on out of here. But happy birthday to you. If it's your birthday, make some. Oh, I can't even come off the top and think about anybody's birthday. I shared last week that uh, my grandmother's birthday is coming up this month also my first nephew will be 31 years old i was 10 years old when he was born yes conti dorsey jr my booty um he will be turning 31 but i don't know any other to the end of the october but guess what if that's you happy birthday to you god loves you god bless you and may you have the privilege to celebrate many many more and that's all i got to say about that in them libras but them scorpios i tell y'all that oh coming at the end uh oh uh oh baby be ready because they are already they are already flaring you know that's that thing you know that's that thing so they ready for y'all and then when the season come it's a whole nother <laughs> it's a whole nother way for them scorpios i love them because you know people say they nasty but then i also know they nasty and it could be a nasty nice or a nasty mean however you come and trust 
they gonna bring it right on back. <laughs> so shout out to the Scorpios who are out next, but much respect to the dig on Libras. So why I'm not prepared as much <laughs> as I should be, I'll already explain it to y'all because the time just be flying and I just, you know, it's kind of just like you having to go somewhere. <laughs> I've seen a joke about that on social media and you be like, Lord knows I can't get dressed and be there in 15 minutes, but I just keep on trying. So <laughs> that's what I be doing. I be trying it, y'all. I be trying it, but my intentions are good. But I heard a little birdie say now, an intention sometimes ain't good enough. Yeah, I mean, you tell me, you tell me. But let's get into it with the first thing that I'm going to be talking about. If you don't know, you should. Because it's definitely giving me a what and the what. And I'm actually surprised, but not really. Because in today's society, monkey see, monkey do. If you feel like that, then I have to feel like that too. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about our sister, Jada Pickett-Smith. Yes, Jada Pickett-Smith, who definitely represents Baltimore, is the elite of Baltimore, one of the... One of the only ones <laughs> that I know was from Baltimore that has excelled and has flourished in all of her endeavors. You get what I'm saying? Who is mine? So where's Smith? Where's Smith? The first Prince of LA. So yeah, y'all know last week we talked about how Jada Pickett Smith came out with this information informing the world that her and Will Smith have been actually been separated for seven years. She let out not only that information, but some other stuff when she got to talking about Pac on another interview and she came out saying Pac had this proposed to her when he was in jail, you know, but she declined his proposal because she knew he just wanted somebody to do that time with him. But then when he came home, they would more than likely be getting a divorce. So as his friend, she was like, look, Pac, I'm here. We ain't got to do all that. <laughs> So people was talking about she's lying. She didn't came out say that she was selling crack when she was a <laughs> when she was here in Baltimore in her teenage early twenty years. Everybody talking about she lying about that. I seen different celebrities come out and speak on it. Who was one of the last ones? Uh, who did Trick Daddy was like? Well, was it Trick Daddy? It was one of them. So I don't want to quote none of the names. But they was like, well, if she was selling the crack back in the eighties and nineties, it still used to be some things or whatever that's living that can confirm that. But why? Just like everything that came out, like I, 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 I'm really feeling like really surprised and shocked. But I told you, then again, I'm not. So since Jada Pickett has come out with this information. Yeah, elevating for herself, her, her, her relationship, sharing her truth to the world. And the reality is, whether it's the truth or a lie, y'all be so judgmental. Y'all give people a sentence. That's <laughs> one of the reasons why people don't come out and tell their business. I, the nice topic was will be like, mind your business, right? But I'm like, you know, a lot of people always say, well, if they put it on social media, they put it out there, even her in this regard. I mean, she did several interviews that she knew was going to be televised, right? So if they put it out there, they want people to know their business. Of course, people are going to speak on it. But what bothers me and why I wanted to bring it up again tonight is because everybody 
is really like dogging Jada Pickett for speaking her truth. I made I have a, a question. What's that? Since when do fiends talk about their fiendage? Their what? <laughs> Since when do fiends out themselves for being fiends? When do they do that? Right. That's what they said. They said if it's a, they want to they confirm and verify. And I said as many as these want to be dope boys and dope girls in the hood ain't never sold nothing. And if and they were fiends, they, they probably more, if anything, they probably more than likely did. Right. Uh, and then, or they've cleaned up their act to the point where they're not going to out themselves at this point because they've now cleaned and probably got prosperous jobs. Right. And even I think the same thing, Monty, like when you piggyback on that far as like you being a drug dealer, like now that she like, why, what, what reason would she have to lie about that? What reason would she have to And then actually think about, think about that. We all had the opportunity to become drug dealers. Yes. We live in the drug capital, basically. Huh. The Port of Baltimore is the capital of drugs. Mm -hmm. I done sold some drugs unintentionally. <laughs> okay. You know, you back know, in the day when marijuana was illegal, I had my marijuana, are. my friend would say, girl, let me buy blood tonight. And we both are smokers. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've actually have sold some drugs before. Exactly. <laughs> right. Somebody probably said, "Well, let me get a let me get a piece of that." Okay, That's right. I got some. Exactly. So why is that so hard to believe? That why she is it so hard to believe? And she's and at that point, if she her and and, and and just to be on this topic, if they were so close, Tupac and her, yeah, they were, but. Since they were so close, it's not hard fetched. He sold. He did. It's not exactly. That's he just like it cracks me up that they think they that she would have to. If anything, she could have been holding a bag for him at at some point. Right, and it just cracks me up that they think that she would even have to lie about the proposal piece. I mean, she's well, I, basically I always came out so far fetched for people to grasp on. If they yes, were best friends, if they were so tight that she could have been holding the bag for him, or vice versa. I don't understand why that's so far far fetched for people to hold on to or grasp in their head. But but see, again, that's that Baltimore negativity crap. Mm. And it's not only that, money. Really, I think what it is, too, is when Jada Pickett-Smith came up with all of this information, just like what I'm going to, because I've been seeing her speak on, uh, like before, when she wanted to come out with it, when they had the entanglement piece. But she said Will was not ready. Again, what I credited her for last week, respecting him, acknowledging his feelings. This is a partnership. So she wasn't ready. She said that I would take the heat from that. What she did. And even in this situation of her coming out now and spilling the beans that they have been separated for seven years or whatever, everyone's, oh, she's a liar. Oh, when Will went to them awards, but they were deceiving us because he jumped up and took up for the somebody that was his wife that he was separated from. But that don't mean that he didn't feel the way that he feel. Now, I'm not condoning the slap to Chris Rock, which Jada, by the way, thought was a slap or whatever. But at the same time, he still feel the same way that he feel about her. And even after this came out, I seen on one of the interviews, he wrote a letter basically congratulating her. What was that? She thought it was a skit. Yeah. That's what she said. 
she thought she didn't actually on on a part or the clip of the interview that I seen she had spoke on the on that whole situation and what happened and she thought that it wasn't real until she seen Will walking back and she like oh be serious so she wasn't even aware <laughs> whatever they was already going through something you know but again they're supporting each other but it was still history there falls with her and chris rock you know them people know what was going on behind the scenes so to us it was uh it was a little joke or whatever and no not condoning the slack but he felt how he felt he reacted regardless if they were seven years separated or not that's how he felt about it and it happened it happened that's another thing too that i said a lot of times when things happen with us and black couples ones who we look and view in the world as celebrity statuses ones that are popular baby we give them the blues it's not like other celebrities haven't been separated have hided it and did all types of stuff but we say nothing then also while her coming out with this i'm starting to wonder if it would have been a different response or people reaction would be different if it came out messily See, when people show y'all a way to come out and tell their truth and they do it in a non-toxic way, y'all turn it toxic. And it's real messed up that this sister from Baltimore, I acknowledge that too, because she came here to do the interview. She came here to do the interview and she always wraps her city. So, but that's just a little small piece of it, but that that's major still for me. She done made it out of Baltimore. She is shining. Like, yeah, I love Jada Pickett Smith. Everybody is just like shunning her, calling her a narcissist. She's doing all of this stuff to Will. But again, it's their relationship. And at this point where they are in their relationship, they're trying to elevate in a way. So won't y'all stop def deflating it? Won't y'all stop developing when someone is like on a, on a cloud nine and trying to be up here? I'm sure that was a big release for her. I'm sure it probably was a big release for Will because on the interview, the, the point that I was bringing up is she spoke on that too. And she said during the entanglement, she wanted it. She wanted to, to share, you know, that we are separated for, you know, we've been separated for some time, but Will wasn't ready to tell the world that. And I wonder why, because look at the response now when they share their business, everybody just is like, Coming down so hard on her, y'all seeing it on social media, y'all seeing the different memes, saying all types of stuff because obviously y'all believe that what Jada is sharing is a lie. I've also heard people on their different platforms, which I was really surprised at one of the guys who I always look at, Dr. Richie on the undisputable i love him he does his thing when it comes to calling out stuff on racial injustice just events period he be calling it out he breaks it down i love his platform and i love how he just brings stuff through that you know i i just love him i i do i do so i just want to say that to say i'm a big fan but the other day when i was watching his show and he was like yeah, like he was shunning Jada Pickett too, and he's usually one of those guys that thinks outside of the box. Like I said, I love how he breaks things through, bringing and so people can have a different opinion. He brings you a lot of insight and things. So I was really surprised that he felt like that. He like, yeah, I don't know what to believe 
because if they lied that long about that and everything, <laughs> but that's no slight on him. But I just was surprised because I'm a fan of him, his, and he's always thinking outside the box. And he doesn't look at things a lot of times on Facebook. Like it'd be stuff that happened. I mean, for like face value, for just like what we see, everything's happening again around the world. He called it out. People feel some type of way and he break it all the way down. So I was like, really? Dr. Richie, you believe she she lying? You believe she's wrong for coming out with her truth and, and sharing this? Because again, she is speaking on things that already happened. <laughs> and still, they are working through it. Still married, and now we know that they are separated. And then, then so what is the problem? Why is she getting such a backlash? And like how Monty said, it may be the Baltimore thing. Y'all gotta turn people down all the way. We we are famous for doing that in a very infamous way. Anybody from here, even people who are talented, not as big as Jada Pickett Smith will be considered to be, y'all do that. Like Baltimore has all of this talent. Even for me, for instance, with my show, you know, before my show, I shared with y'all before, I was doing hip hop, I do poetry, I do all of this. I have family, I have friends who know this, right? And I get more support from the outside. I got people reaching out to me from out of town to be a guest. Or reaching out to me on my messages about how they like my show or how they've been watching my show. And I don't even get that from my Baltimoreans. And again, here, me here on the You Better Live show, I represent Baltimore to the fillers. Yeah, I don't like everything that goes down in my city, but I love my city. And I always make that known. And Jada Pickett Smith does too. So why, guys? Why? Why? Because everyone feels this type of way about her, calling her a narcissist, saying all this stuff is messy. She continues to embarrass Will and all this. And I'm like, y'all really think that? Or y'all thinking that because everybody else is feeling like that? Because if you really look at it, I made the point the last time. Before she do an interview, they send her the question. She knows what she's going to talk on. She knows what she's going to address. And because of the connection that her and Will have, he knew what she was going to say the same way he knew that they were separated for seven years. So why him also knowing that in the relationship they have, why he not getting no backlash? Not that I want him to be getting any. But why? Ask yourself that question. Why? What did she do wrong? But continue to heal, coming out, telling her truth. Writing a book, coming out with it, the statements, and I don't have it in front of me. Like I said, my computer is acting up to really like quote it for you. But basically, the letter that Will read, wrote to her was read during one of the interviews, and it was beautiful. He said that his heart was, he felt so many emotions. He was heartbroken. He was happy. He was overjoyed. But he acknowledged that he salutes her basically for being able to come out to be authentic and be genuine and sharing her truth. And whatever else she was talking about in that book, when Will read it, he said if he had known, he would have hugged her more. 
he would have hugged him more. He ain't mad. And when he's coming out, not really talking against it or being on the same wave <laughs> that y'all on, then people saying he weak. He's been a but no, you are actually getting to see a black man support his black woman, his wife. You are looking at a relationship that may have had some toxic things or some things that you don't agree with that happened within, but you are looking at them being able to process it and heal through it in a non-toxic way. And I think that is really what's bothering y'all. I really truly think that is really what's bothering y'all because at this point, if they was all against each other, if she was coming out, because at the same time she's speaking her truth about the situation, not only her always repping Baltimore, she always tells the respect and the admiration that she has for her man, and he does the same. And I think y'all can't take it. People always hate on what they can't take. I think y'all can't take that part. I think y'all cannot take that part. I think that that's really what it is. And again, y'all wonder why when people come out and be able to speak their truth or be able to tell you what it is and whatever point they in their life when they trying to elevate, they elevate to deflate. Ain't that fine? Y'all just, y'all mess it up. Y'all really put stuff on people's mentals. You don't think she had to think about it enough to try process and come out here and share her truth and then from being from Baltimore. And it just saddens me that she is getting all of this negative pushback on her as if she did something <laughs> wrong. Y'all wrong. Y'all believe my sister J.D. Smith alone. I have seen her on several um, internet radio shows, <laughs> several podcasts, and whenever she comes back on in the real table talk of her on her table, guess what? I'm gonna reach out to her and I hope that some little way this gets through to her to let her know, sister, I love you, I support you, and I salute you for coming through and speaking your truth. I'm gonna keep you lifted up and prayers, and don't you worry about. As the Baltimoreans who ain't supporting you and making all these and blowing and turning what you was trying to let go and heal with into this like fiasco. Don't you let them do it. Don't you let them do it because really what's happening is legendary. Yeah, Will Smith, but I am legend. Baby, and it's legendary. I don't know how long people are going to be talking about it, but I guess if you give people something to talk about, they are going to talk. But I just want y'all to just, just think about it for a second. Like when people do come out to say what they had to say and really give it themselves, give what they trying to relay themselves and letting you into their business. Oh, y'all gives it the business and not in a good way. Not in a good way. I don't get it. Is it because she from Baltimore and she was from somewhere else? Is it because she was black? And what I, I really think is bothering y'all is that they not coming out doing it messingly. See, if it was a whole bunch of drama and she was coming out and then Will was like, oh no, and she, 
And what I'm y'all probably, I don't know. I don't know, but that's just what I had to say about that. I support Jada Smith. I think it's really great that they are able to put this out here and at the same time knowing possibly that she would receive this backlash, will feeling the same. They put it out there and they showing y'all how when some stuff come about that's not so good, how you can operate in it, how you can operate in it and how you don't have to be messy. And y'all hate on what y'all can't take. Let that girl elevate and heal and tell her truth. She already took the rat the last time when the entanglement came out because Will wasn't ready. How powerful was that? He wasn't ready to tell nobody. Will knew. And everything that they are speaking on, everything they are sharing, they already lived through it. They already lived through it. You know, people be saying there's some things that you have done in your life and ain't nobody going to know, but you and God. I got some stuff that I wouldn't want to tell nobody. And I got some stuff that I have told people. And in that time, in that moment where I'm thinking I'm elevated, they deflated. Make a joke out of it. Something like that. Tell me or want to just judge you. You know, telling you what it is. When you trying to really relay and tell them how you feeling and what you dealing with, people are so quick to judge. That's how it is. It's sickening and it's sad. Stop that. <laughs> Stop that. Jada Pinkett Smith is from Baltimore, barely not making no excuses or even saying, you know, when she's doing things wrong or whatever, y'all not supposed to have your own opinion or feel some type of way. But for the life of me, all of this that's going down about what this lady came out and told her truth, it's wow. It's wow. It's a mess. I thought people were saying the same thing because I'm really shocked that everybody is basically feeling the same way. I ain't going to say everybody because, of course, I'm speaking on how I feel different about it. I have talked to some other associates or whatever who feel different about it and what they came out to say. But it's a mass majority who feel like that, that Jada Pickett is toxic, that she is embarrassing Will, that she is a liar. Tupac didn't try to marry her. Tupac, I mean, she didn't sell drugs, whatever else in it. And that's another thing. If this lady has always been open with her husband about her love for Tupac, her children, and everything else like that, what she explains is them having an intimacy connection, but they did not have any sexual appeal towards each other. Like, really soulmates. Like, really soulmates. She's yeah. always been open about that. What's interesting to me is that how would anyone know this? to discredit what she's saying. How would anyone know any of this to discredit what she's saying if you didn't grow up with her? And and why is it so unbelievable? Because that's what I'm not understanding. Like these people, people <laughs> are saying that this didn't happen, this didn't happen. All of this stuff happened well over 30 years ago. So this lady's 50 something, right? Ain't right. Her, her, so right, her late teenage, early 20 years, right. Exactly. Well, her, right, late teenage. Around the Baltimore School of, of Arts, mm -hmm. <laughs> Mount Vernon, <laughs> it wasn't pretty back then like it is today. 
And it's still ain't. They know that me breaking all that over stuff. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, see, it's a diff you get a different picture of that place during the day. Versus right, overnight. right, overnight, exactly. A complete mess, right. But during the day, you get the white people riding bikes, skating, <laughs> sitting outside eating at all the little cafes. But at night, it turns into a different place. Prostitute Central. Solid. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out, like all of this stuff, like we were just saying when we were having a dialogue about selling drugs, that stuff happens here it does to everyone if you live in baltimore and, and people drugs, and some people <laughs> right and some people you wouldn't even think that sold drugs there's a lot of people here that have elevated that you wouldn't even know their past unless they told you mm -hmm. right it's a lot of people who have both sold drugs and so did who do they think she is? Like, who do they think she is? She grew up in Baltimore. Baltimore. And like I just said, if you lived in Baltimore in the 80s and 90s and have not touched drugs or put your hand on a drug, or whether you sold it or not, or just touch then it. more power to you. That's awesome. That, that is strength. You have evaded some kind of bullshit. Yes, that's that not is possible. awesome. And I'm educated myself. And I know I've touched drugs, a lot of them. Okay, <laughs> and I didn't grow up in the city per se, but that's what I'm saying. If you you're lying, if you have not come in contact with some drugs or into the room and some drugs were being done. Look, I was born and raised in the city. When I got to like my um, but not reaching, it's impossible for you to say that knowing that her mother was an addict. Yes, it's impossible. Come on. Come on, Moni. And I'm talking from experience because my mom was one. Mm. And I've seen and a lot of people in my and childhood. A lot of I've seen a lot of addicts, stuff. And a lot of people who moms were addicts had, a, had another thing on them because it was very unlikely that if it was, you know, brought it to your family or something like that, then you were exposed to it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. How is you this so hard? To, why is this not, not so hard to believe knowing that she grew up with an addict as a mom? Her mom talks about the, her being, her mom lives her life knowing that she is a recovering addict. She and, said it yeah. every day on Red Table Talk. She said it every day in her life. She said it in her book. And it's just like impossible that you can't take that experience and see her evolve into a dealer and then see her mission to get out of that cycle. That's insulting to me. That's insulting to me as a Baltimorean. It is because that's, that's a struggle that we had like, why are we doing struggle that we had to overcome to not become our parents. Mm. So that's insulting. And, and and really what it's saying is, oh what? Because she's from Baltimore and she's sharing her experience and her childhood and everything else like that. And now she's on, you know, at this level. Oh, it's a lie. That's what it's giving me. Like, oh, because she's from Baltimore. She got to be learning. Overcoming. That's the point. She overcame it. So if I, if she's telling her story and you're saying that's not true, how are you going to say that? She wasn't a privileged kid just because she went to Baltimore School of Arts. That's a scholarship. Trust. Adrian wasn't mm -hmm. paying for that. Mm -hmm. Come on. <laughs> okay. She got to go on her smarts. <laughs> 
So that's so that's exactly. another thing. She too. Finds her position there. Right, because that's another part too. And up with what she had to deal with in that school. And look, and I even want to say this too, like how many people, well, I know it's true, that were drug dealers in the city who just flipped it for themselves, who are now doing great things because they use not the drug dealer mentality, but that hustling mentality, that know-how to go out and get it. And a lot of them now have some prominent Successful businesses. I look at Jada Pickett the same exact way. She got the They do it. They try to do the drug dealing thing enough to get the money that they need to start their own businesses, and then they want to get out the game. That's typically how it's done, right? Especially when you suffer through poverty most of your life, you're gonna hustle till you make it. And she's always said that. The foolish drug dealers be the one that get greedy, greedy and don't want to leave the game. But that's but what I'm talking about, the smart ones. if you were a fan of hers from the early starts, and I'm talking about different world, mm -hmm. she actually portrayed herself in that show. She said it. When, when Pop came on the show, they were talking about what they did back in Baltimore. She did. She portrayed herself on the show. So it's not hard to believe that out of coming from the School of Arts and getting that, that job. Attitude, that spunk, that intelligence, the same thing that is here for a lot of us. Like I said, a lot of us have that just because that of that environment. I about Debbie, Will, um, Debbie Wilson. Um, what's her name? Not Debbie Wilson. Debbie Yo, Allen. Debbie Allen, thank you. That's yeah. one of the things I loved about her because she incorporated her own life into her character, mm -hmm. which made it easier for her to act because it was real. Mm. Yeah, Moni, I don't get See, it. We're, we're talking about 30, again, we're talking about 30 years later. People don't understand or didn't, are probably not following her career like we who grew up with her. We, with we who grew up seeing this black woman from Baltimore get out of here. Get out of here. And it's very disappointing that even though she's out of here and the love and the respect she continues to show for Baltimore, even coming down here to do that interview, it's very, very sad that we are not supporting her. Again, mm -hmm. you ain't got to agree with nothing that she's saying. You ain't got to agree about her and how her and Will living their life or their relationship or whatever. But to see how she went about it, how she came out about it and everything. And then, like I said, from the right mention of her being from Baltimore and me knowing that and being a fan for that, I support her. Mm -hmm. I support her. I don't understand why we beating her down about something that's her business that she decided to share. Why? But she ain't had to tell us nothing. Right. She ain't had to tell us nothing. So that's why I get from it that it's something that she's doing for her to elevate for her will relationship or whatever. And I really think that is remarkable. Like that is really like black love, even though it was like a separation, but just that connection. I awe at that. I mm. awe at that. I said that the last time. I, I want that. <laughs> Me and the guy with these books, look, I be dropping people, baby, soon as they do one thing. <laughs> one thing. <laughs> Wrong. That's why I buy myself now. I mean, that also has to do a lot with me knowing my worth, and I ain't got time to play with y'all. No, sir. No, ma'am. 
I ain't got time to play with y'all no more. But just like I was saying, respectfully, knowing you're in this limelight, you have this celebrity status, knowing all of this. It's been tons of things that have coming out before about this couple, tons, numerous of rumors and everything else like that. So for you to have the strength, wherever you are in your life, to come out with this and whatever it's doing for you, I pray that it is able to still be able to, to do that, Jada. And those who matter don't mind. And those who mind don't matter. Straight like that. I live for it, girl. Keep speaking your truth. You better live. Y'all better live for Jada. She from Baltimore. <laughs> she from Baltimore. Truth be told, that's why I've been living for Will Smith for so long. Because he married my Baltimore sister. <laughs> That's why I've been feeling him for so long. He even did some other stuff. But, you know, that's why I respect him. Not that I haven't been a fan and following his career as well. You know, freshman, summertime, and just, yeah, all that stuff. I grew up on all that stuff. So I can just remember back when they first came together on that union and everything else like that. I was amazed at that. Like, hey. From Baltimore, she to marry Will Smith. So I don't know. I guess I just look at things differently. Well, I know I look at I look at things differently than most people. And truth be told, when things be happening and people speak on it, because again, I'm always open to hearing someone's else opinion. And sometimes it does sway you either way to feel more, you know, more a certain way about something than you was, or even less certain if that's how you really feel about it or gives you the opportunity to look at a different way someone else is feeling about it, an opinion so i get it i get it i always say i get it i see your opinions i, I see how y'all feeling about it but i'm coming through with my truth for the life of me i just do not understand why baltimore we gotta do better stop playing with pick it Smith. Look, I could talk about that all night. And truth be told, y'all know I probably bring it back on up. But they happy. I'm happy. Guess what? They like it. I love it. And just like I told you, I live for it. I do not feel the same way how everyone is feeling. And yes, I was really surprised at my brother, <laughs> Zach Little Short Richie, because I watch his show and I just knew that. This something was telling me he was going to feel a little bit how I was feeling or looking at it, how I was looking at it. Like, this stuff been happening. They coming out with their truth. Like, yeah, why would they? But no, it was the opposite. So I was really surprised. Um, but again, you know how uh, media and different things plays on your understanding or your comprehension of something. So that's why I wanted to make it a point to come through and share what my opinion is because my opinion is so much different and i hope that me expressing my opinion and how i feel different about it get someone to not feel how i feel but think about it differently you get me you get me all right so usually let me let y'all in on something too usually after my show um, I go out, I'm going out for cash tonight. Yes, I need some extra cash. Uh, but what I do a lot of times while I'm sitting and I'm waiting, I look at my show. I look at my show just so I can be, you know, people say we are our worst critics, but yeah, I want to critique myself. 
So why y'all ain't tell me that I be wearing right out? <laughs> Even when I'm not agreeing or I'm thinking that a person's wrong, I'll be like, right, right, right. But that's just my little way of just trying to, I guess, make it known when I'm in a conversation that I am paying attention. Now, when I get to saying, wow, oh, for real, and stuff like that, then y'all know that's that boy that was saying. That's what you know. We ain't paying no attention no more. We hear you, but we not hearing everything that we need to hear. But I was like, I wear that right out. I wear that something like that and all of that out. And it made me start laughing because I always kind of had that in me. I was always famous. My childhood fam can tell you that I used to always be like, yeah, what's your name in them? Or talking about something or them in there. Uh, I would Essex. Uh, me and some girlfriends used to call each other Chop and they used to trip off it because I'd be like, yeah, because Chop and them or or you know, something like that and really how it is because that is that Geechee Chum that is my mom, but I was like if I don't stop saying right, so if you know that even in talking with Bonnie, I was like, alright, just be quiet thinking in my own little head. Don't keep on saying right all over this house. Because the same way how you saying how everybody keep on saying all oh, this about Jada Pickett this many times. Saying right like that just ain't right. <laughs> it just ain't right. It was giving me a little bit like shouting out like to rest. Like, right? 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 <laughs> right? But I guess there ain't enough people watching me to critique me. But I would love for fan and tell me, girl, you can say right one more time. So, it's kind of like my right was in place of that, um, um, but I don't know. It goes down up in radio land, and you definitely got to stay on your feet, 10 toes down. Yeah, shout out Cardi B. And you got to stay in your head because I'm telling you, these thoughts be coming through not really in your head. Well, yeah, in my head. So it can come out the way that I want it to come out. So I guess that's how it works. Actually, when you're saying it, you're thinking it, and you're thinking about how you want to relay it, how I want to communicate it so people can comprehend. And the good thing about it is me being from Baltimore with a whole bunch of my sling, even when I ain't saying what needs to be said or what the appropriate word is or giving the appropriate pronunciation or even calling out names or different facts, my Baltimoreans know what I mean. But I know y'all can't take, so I know people just hate on that. Hate on that too. Look, it's joking, every truth. If you also notice when you're watching the show, I'm always laughing, that's me. I take things in, I embrace life every moment every opportunity that i get and sometimes a lot of stuff don't be funny but you do have to learn Sorry. how to laugh at yourself was that a laugh or what what was that that sounds like jay that sounded like jada um enjoying her entanglement <laughs> she ran into kitty and all that other stuff but yeah laugh the feeds the soul that's what i like to do that's what i have been doing Lately, going to comedy shows and everything else like that with people that I know because I like to laugh. And even sometimes I probably should not be laughing. I have definitely learned how to laugh. 
So, all right, it's still some what in the what's and some what in the worlds, but this was another what in the what for me because I talked about this when it first happened. It's some news right here in Baltimore. Yes, when that guy, Billingsley, killed that girl down on Franklin Street. We talked about it before, about the couple that happened a week before that, that he was supposed to have exalted. Um, assaulted up at Emerson on Emerson Avenue at their house. And when it first came out, it was assumed that he had knew this couple because that was actually one of the reasonings as to why our now police commissioner, Richard Worley, said that he did not share the information because he did not want to interfere with an investigation at all or give Mr. Billingsley any thought or any insight. I guess that the couple had survived or that they were looking for him. So I've been going back, still reading different stuff. And now it's coming out that Mr. Billingley actually did not know this couple. The lady is denying that she knew him at all, that he actually was faking like he was a maintenance worker. It kind of like sold her down how he did the lady down there that he, I can't call her name right now, y'all, because I told you, hold on, my computer working. <laughs> so I'm going to look that up to try to get her name, because y'all know I like to get y'all facts so y'all can be following me. But again, that was Baltimore News. So without even stating her name, y'all know, because it happened. It was unfortunate that it happened. Am I typing it in right? Yeah, one. Look, I'm ready to get y'all my code. And now it says that my system will now res restart because I am put in the maximum of login attempts. So let me go from here. So basically, when it first came out, you know, Richard Woolley, he was getting a lot of people saying, you should have told about that. And it probably could have saved that lady's life because this incident had happened actually a week prior to me actually killing this lady on and leaving her on the top roof of her apartment building. So now the lady saying she ain't know him. He was fine acting like he was a maintenance man. He had came and that's how he gained entry into her home. I'm not really sure, like I shared the last time, if this couple was actually a couple. But when I say couple, I'm speaking as in two. He went in here and he sexually assaulted this lady. And I guess the man was in there too. And that was the reason for why he tied them up, tied them up, slashed them. I haven't seen the details either towards that way. He cut them, how he cut them. Cause I heard a little bit about that too in the beginning, but then tied them up and put the house on fire, left them for dead. So we'll bring it back to my feelings on that. I do feel. That sign should have been said. I know what's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm not saying that if it was said and it was put out there that it was saved this lady's life, but possibly. Yes, Mr. Bellamy, a week after doing this vicious attack on this couple up in Emerson Village in the west side of Baltimore, went right downtown and sold out his next victim, which they were always saying, which was a random act. But come to find out this up here on Emerson Avenue, was a random act too. Mm -hmm. It's a random act. So he went down there and if he can assault, rape, sexually assault a lady up here, tie them up, put their house on fire and everything else like that, 
They say he was being tracked. I don't know. I don't know where the tracking was being done. Or even they was looking at him. They want to give him no heads up that they was looking for him. Because he found his way not too far from Emerson Avenue. Right on down in Franklin Street. And he found his next victims. So that's why I had felt about how I felt about it. And was saying that I did think that Commissioner Woolley should have came out and said something. Because even if you know, what was being alleged or the possibilities that we discussed through, even if they did know him and it wasn't a random act and he did it, or I know we threw out different scenarios, what was the possibilities of why Richard Worley probably didn't want to discuss it. One of them being like, yeah, they probably had some type of connection. Had they committed a crime prior to him assaulting him? But I still believe regardless of what, they were victims. Regardless of what, they were still victims. And something should have been said. Something should have been said, regardless of what. I still disagree. Still... I still disagree. I know, I'm not fine. <laughs> because it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Yeah. And if you had taken them, had you had given what could have been any, worse? What even you if you had given him, even if you had put, even if he had said something, so say for instance, he had said something. It could have been more victims because now he's on a run and scared and armed and dangerous. So he could have just been picking people off on the street. We've already went through this though. Before. Anyway, like, you thinking just being just desperate? No, but That's what I'm saying is saying. we've already went through this before with the sniper, and they had that mm -hmm. all over the TV. But he just was doing it. He wasn't even taking nothing from people or doing right. He just was shooting from a distance. Right, but that's what I'm saying. And they had him all over the TV. Talking about where he was, where, where locations he was. And then he moved somewhere else where there was no police presence and started killing people there because he was following the news reports. The news reports were saying he killed, he shot somebody and killed somebody here. Okay, now I'm going to go over here to Montgomery County where there's no one at and looking for me and shoot people here. Right. They got case studies on this kind of stuff. So I don't think Richard Woolley was wrong in not notifying the public before they finished their investigation because the investigation is key. Letting the public in on it just adds scrutiny, which y'all do, mm. which we do. We scrutinize like we know things, like we are forensics ex experts, and we're not. Okay. okay. And mm -hmm. I do get that because I'm also thinking that one reason, too that they might not even came out, not only in regards to like giving him a heads up, not wanting him to run and stuff so they can finish their investigation. But then also how, you know, I focus on it being a random act, but the reality of it too is this was like the first act, you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a serial, you know, rapist. Even that possibility could have made a serial. If it would have been right. the news reports notifying him that they that he'd already killed, you know, attempted to kill two people but failed. And then he went and got that other person. And now the news reports are saying, okay, now he killed somebody else, but they didn't catch him. Then the mm. third person. And the news reports reports on that. So he just will keep moving from location to location if he was doing this serially. Right. That's why the well, news I is not It's unfortunate that because our media moves so fast and everything is right on the dot. You can go live and tell everybody everything. That's the reason why I can see that's why the police didn't do that. Because hmm. our media and being is in Baltimore, they ain't gonna believe it no way. 
Right, yeah. you put something on Instagram and 10,000 people anyway. already seen it. <laughs> they ain't gonna believe it anyway. It, but I do, I do feel that something should have been said. I do get your point as well. I, I, I don't know what different would have made if it made any difference. Let me just say and then, that. And what we don't know is but it was that, a danger. What we're saying is that which Richard Worley, uh, Commissioner Worley, should have put this out. Yeah. But that might not even be protocol. That's and I don't, don't think don't it know. was. That's don't. That's not what we don't know as a public. That that might not be protocol. Protocol is not for him to come out and say. And and, and for one, and he, I shouldn't don't think even, it was. he shouldn't even be the one speaking on this. We shouldn't have been looking for Commissioner Worley to do this. They got spokespeople for that. Okay. Or and they only give out details on the, on the matter, not on what they're doing. That's what I was getting at. Richard Worley shouldn't. I don't even think he should have even been speaking on it because that's not his job. His job is to run the police department, not to be the spokesperson for the police department. I get it. And he's not in the investigation either. That's the other part. He's not a part of the investigation. He oversees the investigation. They're a right. He's just a commissioner. Right, but you know, we also we also said that too. We said that when Richard Woolley was getting in there, you know, people were just looking at for anything to just see how he's doing something wrong. Like as soon as he got right. there, so and that's what it was, <laughs> and that's really what it is. His first major um case, and everybody wants to see his face all over it, but you don't really want him there. So ill. <laughs> <laughs> that's that Baltimore shit we were talking about. I mean, everybody is just ready to convict him of something. They haven't even given him a chance. Right. And we do that to each other. And like I said, we do that to each other as Baltimoreans. Like, true, Richard Woolley was not residing in Baltimore City, but he's been in that department for so long. And and, and just how we was just speaking on that, money, I haven't really seen any commissioners, any other commissioners, when they come from out of state or whatever, so fast. But what about the props? What about the props to this man? The props to this man would be I'm talking about, but what about the props to this man for his team saving the first two people? Because they could be dead. They were saved. How about the props? How about the props of after it did come out? Okay, even if we feel like he should have, even when it did come out, and unfortunately. This young lady who was very successful, lost her life, who was loved, her mm. family, not original from Baltimore, but was in Baltimore working, going to school. That that crime, that was solved very fast. It was. They found out very it, fast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they did. We went and straight to the negative. And they called him very fast. I mean, they called him within like 48 hours. Negative, but we forgot about the fact that those two people were saved. What about that? What about the celebration about those two lives being saved? Yes, the one young lady lost her life. Sorry. I mean, really, really sorry. That mean, yeah. that was a part of the investigation. They had to catch him, but they had to catch yeah. him some way. Somebody was going to be a victim or some or a casualty. Right. That's I agree. But I agree. And might I add the glory for that? I mean, not just to glorify him, but to say, ain't... "Well, jo- well done, people. Y'all saved these people from a burning building." Come on, Superman ain't even alive around to, to do that for us. Mm. But they ended up doing that. We got to give them some props for that. At they least. did. And as much as we talk about the crime in Baltimore City, and as much as we talking about crimes continuing to happen and crimes not being solved, and the police department not really you know, being keen on 
you know, solving crimes so fast and really not wanting to take dangers out of our community. I do think they did a good job on this case. They caught him very fast. Once the information, I guess, under their protocol or whatever procedure they follow, after it was you know known what? that it needs to be put Even out there, they did put it out there. Though, the, the funny part about it is it wasn't the police's work necessarily that solved uh, the crime. It was the video. It was the, commu- it yeah. was the video. The video the commu- of him doing the crime that solved yeah. the crime. It mm-hmm. wasn't anything else that helped them find this person because he had to kill the person and then them find right. out in the video of him doing it for them to find him. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And I guess I'm speaking on just the detective work and the follow-up, how it comes to like homicides here. Because it was a right. homicide that happened in the city and it was one, in my opinion, that they dealt with very swiftly, put the information out, um, reached out to you know, different... I only said that because the public is... It, they the did. public doesn't know anything. Let's say that. Seriously, you're getting your information other- from us. You're getting your information from other media, but they Wait the people that are talking about this stuff. They know mm-hmm. what they're talking about, and you're just in. You know, we're you know people that are watching us are just receiving the information, but they know nothing. Right. They of never course. took a forensic and class. They never did anything about investigations. They don't know how a procedure, what procedures are. They don't know anything about protocol. They just accepting the information that they're receiving and then commenting against it, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, and even when that thing came out, like when they brought the the mugshot out about Billingsley and everything, people were making jokes about that. Oh, this ain't the same person and everything. (laughs) So, (laughs) what you do with the information when the information is out there, you just never know when this information being put out there in Baltimore, even if it is something (laughs) that is right or going on about the bad, the right way. We can. I'm telling you, look, they tried to elevate. Or tried to elevate to the fleet. That's exactly what y'all did. And y'all debated the whole situation. And like Marnie was expressing, we didn't give the kudos for what was done correctly. We can all, of course, share our opinion on what we feel was done wrong. But the whole truth of this matter is that when it was all said and done, unfortunately, someone lost their life. But the fortunate thing is, is when it happened, look how swiftly they solved that murder. And yes, they had tons of evidence with the, the video camera. That's essentially how they solved it because they seen him kind of lurking, followed her and she was approaching her apartment building. She went in, he followed closely, waved her down at the door as if he had lost his key. He got in. She didn't even know that if she was in any danger, just thinking she was being a good neighbor to someone who had left their key, letting them into the building. He followed this lady on the elevator, and I'm assuming that's where the assault began because he took her up to the roof of this apartment, and that's where she was found days later. And I think she was found by like uh, a maintenance worker or a construction worker uh, like the very next day or whatever. So then they began looking at the cameras and everything. So she was up on this building. Her tennis shoe, I know he had hit us like a brick or something. And Billingsley, who trial is ready to begin. I know an update on that that I was looking. He did get a no bail. He is classified as being a danger and a flight risk. So it looks like he's going to remain detained until his day in court. But I did see information where he kind of already confessed, had already told the police what he had did and that he did assault the young lady who lost her life. 
So we'll see. Keep your eyes open. Keep your hearts open. Like I said, let's get to know and grow. Keep on communicating and comprehending together. It's okay. They have differences of opinion or be indifferent on what your thoughts are when it's different matters. But it is always, always important to at least, even when you ain't feeling like that, to try to embrace how another person is feeling or why they are feeling that way and where their feelings are coming from. I'm getting very much better at doing that because I'm telling you, it was one point in my life people said, they don't agree with me. People share that promise. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. And I still be giving mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. but I am able to keep my mind and keep my heart open so even when people are sharing their opinion and I can totally disagree, I still kind of like understand, try to comprehend, should I say, hey, that's what I said. That's the big part of communication, right? Try to comprehend where they're going, where, where they're coming from because they feel like that for a reason and I feel the way that I feel. So, and if I want them to respect how I'm feeling and to respect my opinion, you got to do the same thing. And I think that's the part that we've been missing. We've been missing. What people say, treat people how you want to be treated. But then also, everybody don't want to be treated like you. People want to be treated how they want to be treated. And that's what we don't listen to enough from people or get stuff from people. But at the same time, we all are human. That's how I found by myself. That's why I don't have many friends. Right now in my life, if you are my friend, I consider you like family. Because at this time in my life, I ain't got time to be explaining to you no know, grown folks how I feel about something or somebody being mad with me because I feel a certain way about something. And especially news when we giving our views and it ain't even my business. Like, why are you so mad <laughs> that we feel a certain way? Even though I feel like even though I'm real mad at y'all about how y'all feel about Jada Pickett. But again, I still respect how y'all feelings. Like I said, I'm just surprised and I feel different. I feel different. But I'm sure you came up with your opinion and how you feel about it for various reasons. However you viewing it, however you seeing it, got you thinking like that, got you feeling like that, and that's why that's your opinion. So I don't agree, but I respect it. Ooh, ain't I elevating? Man, don't be trying to be deflating me, y'all. Don't be trying to deflate me because people are definitely... <laughs> do that to you some more what in the world i wanted to speak on this because actually this case right here is actually stemming all the way back from may the 7th of 2019 i'm sorry to say 1999 probably because i want to party i am gonna get to party a little bit this weekend at the hype ball with the lovely marquise Roblon, marquise clantlin do it and i heard everybody is coming in so if you here in baltimore Come through. It's free, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot of love. And please, come in peace. Even if y'all don't agree, we ain't got time for that. It's the hype ball, and I'm hyped up about it. And we going to live that night. Yes, we are. So this case right here happened back in 2019 on May the 7th. It was a brother, 64-year-old, Kenneth Hearn, who lost his life. Mr. Hearn was involved in a crash near Clark Howell Parkway and Georgia Highway 85. No one was hurt in this accident. What actually happened is that 
he was trying to go to a hospital, felt as though he was having a medical emergency. When he was going through this, he actually had a fender bender, actually ran into a truck, but not too hard, kind of like cut the let nobody was injured. His car wasn't damaged to the point where he couldn't ride off. So I'm thinking it was an accident, but not a massive one. And again, he might've just been a little dishuffled because he was experiencing a medical emergency and he was trying to go and seek help for himself. So while he was involved in this accident, down, it was another lady. Miss Hannah Payne, 21 years old at that time, who is now 24. This case has had several delays stemming, okay, from 2019. We know COVID came about. Um, it was one time back in 2022 when it was supposed to take our place. And then the night before, the lawyer had reported to the courts that he had a stroke. The judge called bullshit and actually held her lawyer in contempt of court. But now the time has come again where they are ready to do this trial. Let me tell you what Miss Hannah Payne did. I told y'all what Mr. Hearn was going through, right? The 64-year-old brother having an emergency, uh, having a medical emergency, I gotta get to the hospital. Unfortunately, probably just shuffled, probably whatever. You know, going through his medical emergency, unfortunately had this fender bender accident. Nobody was hurt. Mr. Hearn actually stayed at the scene for approximately 20 minutes, but he felt his condition worsening. So I think it was agreed between him and the semi-truck or whatever company, whatever, that he needed to leave. Now, Ms. Payne thought that Mr. Hearn was trying to leave the scene of an accident. Ms. Payne, being a 21-year-old white girl, followed because I had to speak on what she's going to be saying her defense is. It kind of just reminds me of this Trayvon Martin and his daggone look. I didn't try to put that man name so far in the back of my head that I can't even think of right now, but the murderer who stalked him down and killed him and used that as a defense of staying your ground because he was so terrified, but you kept on following somebody when they told you not to it's follow him. Yes, Zimmerman. All we had the back. I'm telling you, I was so disgusted with that. I've lost so, I ain't gonna say so many, but several, several white uh, <laughs> associates when that was going on because they was really telling me how they feel. I respect their opinion because we were talking about that on the night, right? But I was like, it ain't no dang on wet. All right. But this young lady, so she sees Mr. Hearn leaving the scene of the accident, she decides that he shouldn't be leaving, that he should stay in this accident. Again, I mean, stay on the accident, the scene of the accident. Again, all she did was the, the, the accident. She was not aware of the medical emergency that he was having. That's the only thing that I can acknowledge and I can say, okay. So anyway, when Ms. Hannah Payne went to go follow him, she actually called 911 in her pursuit of him, actually trying to carry out a citizen's arrest. Because she was thinking that he's leaving the scene in the accident. But if you've seen the accident, you've seen him sitting there for that time. So I, I just don't know. So he left. She's still assuming he's leaving. She follows him, calls 911 on her pursuit, makes 911 aware. Now I want to everywhere. They tell her not to pursue him. She's basically in a chase after him. 
to tell in the man, Mr. Hearn, to come back to this accident scene. So she's in the chase. It got to a point where she actually maneuvered and cut off his car. Cut off his car. Go to his car. Demanding and shouting, you're leaving this accident. You need to go. Mind you, Mr. Hearn is still experiencing his medical emergency. And I seen in one of the informations that he actually was having, like, he was a diabetic. So he was dealing with that. My grandma was diabetic. I know people that are diabetics. I know whenever, whatever you're going through when you're experiencing whatever medical emergency it is and that, they kind of can go like, like they in a coma, like they be real delusional. Um, I've known people that have seizures and do things uh, because people just think that some seizures are just shaking and things of that nature. But I also know because Petey Boy, I wonder if he's still living. Uh, but a guy I knew, Peter Boy, when I was back 12 and 13, he was our neighbor's brother. I wound up came and staying with us for a little while. My mother um, welcomed him in when he was going through some things. Uh, but Petey Boy suffered from seizures. And when he used to have seizures, he used to have them differently. So that's how I know about that. Like his seizures used to be like, he'd get up out of the blue and get to taking your stuff. And just like talking out the side of the table, he may get up and open up the cabinets and start taking the dishes out and rearranging them and stuff. Just, you know, just doing things that were strange. But he would have no recollection or really would not even be knowing what he was doing. So he's in the middle of his medical emergency. He's a diabetic. He was on his way to try to get help when he prior to him getting in the accident. He did try to stay. I guess he felt his condition getting worse. Being a 64-year-old man, probably dealing with it for some time, he decided to leave. The scene of the accident. No one was hurt. It was his car against a semi-truck. Nobody was hurt. He was able to drive off. Again, he's going to the hospital to get help. And considering he sat there all that time, police and nobody had came back again. I mean, had came to the scene yet. It's a fender bender. It's a fender bender, not a major accident. She followed him. Called the police. They told her, stop following him. She continued to keep on following him, cut him off, got off, out, confronted him. Began hitting him. And Mr. Hearn began trying to defend himself. Y'all know this lady pulled out a gun and shot him several times. And what is she claiming? Good old Zimmerman Rob. I was defending myself. I was scared. If you were so scared, you should have stayed at the accident scene. You should have stayed there and been a witness. Because if you seen it and you were sitting there watching, you seen everything. I mean, in this point in time, you didn't get the tag number or whatever, even if you thought that he left. And then even if you were just being this courageous citizen and you thought that's what it was, Miss Payne. Right? So you decided to follow him the moment you called the police and that police told you, stand down. <laughs> like they was the police and you made the decision to keep on pursuing him. Cut his car off in traffic. Jump out of your car to go and assault an elderly man. And then when he's defending himself, him going through a medical emergency, who knows where his state of mind was, not knowing what's going on. This young white girl coming to assault me. What is going on? Uh, oh my so he goodness. probably wasn't doing too much. 
Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm, I didn't mean to turn oh. my mic on you. No, because I was I was waiting for you to finish this though because I wanted to tell you that you know Will Smith was at her book signing yesterday. Yeah. Surprise. He came. It was a surprise. He showed up. He love her. At the Enoch he Pratt love her. Look, we gotta talk about that movie, but let me just get this over right. I, I would have went to the book signing. I didn't even know what was a book signing yesterday. Because if I would have known that was what yes, it was, yes, I would have been there. Will Smith was in Baltimore. They came mm -hmm. down here. They was right in Baltimore. Yes, I would have went too. But I wonder why they didn't really publicize it like they could have been because down here. Well, they so I mean, I mean, they ain't publicized it like beforehand, but yeah. because he, they say he, he did it as a surprise. No, I'm talking about the book signing overall. I really didn't even hear about that either. Me either. I, well, I'm just reading it on the um, Baltimore banner right now. So that's oh, okay. why I was like, wow. If I would have okay. known, I would have been at that library. And I wonder if they was at um, the headquarters, you know, the big one, 400 Cathedral Street. Right there on Cathedral. Yeah. Probably so. I don't know. We got to listen to them. Well, why are you looking at it? Because, you know, the show going to be over in a while. So we going to definitely talk about it again and then i gotta talk about this gag order that they got on trump but let me just finish this information because in a little while i told y'all time be flying when you're talking and you having fun and ain't nobody share their opinions with me i guess you ain't got none but i did it for us all remember feel free to holler at me on the chat look even if you ain't got nothing to say you can still say hey 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 or you better live or something. I mean, come on. But I know how it is. People ain't going to. Look, I'm from Baltimore, so I'm used to it, should I say. Uh, but this case that I was talking about, about Anna Payne, who is now 24 years old, she is ready to go on trial. I believe the trial starts on the 23rd. So just keep an eye out for that, guys. I hadn't heard about it before, but I guess now that it's coming back, is like this big thing because people are putting out there or like um, assuming that she is going to get away with this. Now, a lot of people are assuming this the way I'm seeing that they're talking about it is one from the delays of the case, but it was delays because of the COVID. And then it was also delays of when this lawyer was trying to say that they had a stroke. So back in 2021, that's when the COVID was going on. That was the, that was the reasoning. That's being stated for the delay. And then in 2022, in November, when it was ready to go forth, the lawyer said they had a stroke, but the judge ain't believe it. So pain is going in. Yes. Mr. Heron was, yep, actually, yeah, that's what it says. He was having a diabetic episode that was creating a medical emergency for him. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. That, that's sad. That's very sad. Yeah, so this is happening down in Clayton County, and it is scheduled to begin Monday. Is Monday the 23rd? Yeah, it's scheduled to begin Monday. So I'm definitely going to be following that, bringing back an update to you all. I feel sad for her that she's 21 and threw her life away like that. <laughs> yes, threw her life away. You should have mind your business. And this defense that she is using with the charges of two counts of felony murder, one count each of malice murder, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and three counts of weapon possessions doing a crime. Those are all her um, those are all her charges. 
Let's see which one sticks. Definitely should be that murder, false imprisonment, because she blocked him. She maneuvered, got in front of her car. So while she watched and witnessed this accident, she wasn't worrying about the moving violations she didn't get herself and She wasn't worrying about disobeying a police authority. Because when she reached out 911, they told you, the dispatch told you to stop. Don't be trying to go forth with your citizen arrest. Stop. So now your defense is that it was self-defense and you were scared for your life. Just like the judge called bullshit on your lawyer, I called bullshit on you, Miss Hayna Payne. And that's just that. That's just that. That's just that. Let me get this little bit out about Trump real quick. As you know, Trump is still going through a slew of legal matters, rightfully so, because he is a crook, in my opinion. Well, Trump being in court for his indictment of this fraudulent stuff and his money and all of this and all of this, yes, has been issued several gag orders. Gag orders, because what he is doing or what they're saying in this case involving Miss Letitia James up in New York is doing what he did, doing this intimidating piece, putting things out about people, trying to incite people. And I seen one person comment and said what I said that nothing he does, nothing he says ever comes off presidential. I was told, like somebody was saying a poem when I seen that comment, because I say, I always say that. Ain't that the truth? Oh, yes, it is. But Trump has received a gag order because what he is doing is what he always does when he comes off, when he's faced what I believe is the truth. But all of this stuff that is being alleged, he kind of just, you know, don't come up with the facts. He gets to putting people down. All these people who are elevated, he loves people when they trying to elevate. He loves to deflate this situation and he loves to distract on what the real issue is and what is really happening. He makes it about the other person instead of really trying to explain or trying to get your supporters to understand what really happened and tell them the truth. By the way, a lot of people that are his supporters, are also seeing information from people who used to work very cl closely and assistant to Mike Pence and says, if y'all knew the way he felt about y'all and the stuff and the despicable things that he is saying because he played like he with y'all, but he really feels like y'all is out of his class. Y'all are not on his level. So Donald Trump has been committing a whole bunch of this white collar crime. And in the midst of that and him having his day in court up here with Miss James, he been talking stuff. He didn't talk stuff about the prosecutor then put it online. What's that new little um, platform he got? Because y'all know he is banned from Twitter where it's now considered X. Just called X. I guess it has no name. Uh, and he's just been going off. One of the last, lastly things that he did, and people are talking, trying to see if the judge who issued the gag order is actually going to hold him in contempt for violating the gag order because of what he did. It is like this enthusiast uh, with a journalist who wrote something on Letitia James about her house or about something supposed to be about the properties around that area. Uh, she's saying that she wrote the article to prove uh, the 
the misappropriation in this area for the houses and how things are illegal, whatever else is the case. But in this article, she spoke on where Miss James lived at, and actually her name and her address was posted, right? Which really wasn't an issue because her name and her address, her being a public official, they said that it's public record. So anybody could look it up, whether the lady posted it in her article or whatever so that, anybody can look it up. But what Trump did is that he continues to make statements about her that are totally inappropriate, unpresidential, right? <laughs> and he wanted to be the president again. I don't know how he was the president the first time. But he continues to yeah, make comments about her. Address as a target. Yes. Her a target to from his supporters. Exactly. That's because what he's doing. Like, her address is public record, but it's public right. record that you have to search for. If you post it and then are saying malicious things about that person, you're making her a target for your supporters, the people that right. believe in your mission. That was the problem. Trump, Trump is such a mess. He is such a bully, and this is just what he does. He is just out of his mind, and that's exactly what he's trying to do. So he's trying to make it seem like, oh, he's just so interested in this article and he's just posting it because of that. And it's not because of what you just now said. That's exactly what he's doing to intimidate. And by the way, this lady has received several death threats, several different forms of harassment and everything else. And just like I say, every time you hear Trump speak on this stuff, and again, it's all alleged, not saying that you have to explain anything to anybody, but when it comes to this law stuff and everybody's against you, he has nothing to say about the law or how he's innocent. He does a lot. Well, he says that too, because you know, he always gave this as fake news where he's definitely used the noun is that this is election interference and all that. It's just like always the same old song for Trump. I'm tired of hearing it, and quite frankly, I'm tired of him. So he's doing this, and he's done this recently after he was issued the gag order. Like, he just be doing anything. He just be doing anything. Anti damn thing. That's he do. I'm tired of him. Tired of him. I try not to talk to him as much, but that's why I'd be amazed if he giving me a what in the world. Like, I'd really be appalled. I cannot believe all the things that he's done, all the things that he's gotten away with, and that he is not locked up. And why I say out of his mind is the same old song. I also seen that he was doing a speech somewhere, and people say he was going on with bad shit crazy. Like he was arguing over the microphone. I guess he probably realized that like, I keep on repeating the same thing. Well, I ain't really got nothing to say. So this time at this speech, he blamed it on the microphone. They say he went off. He made all types of, oh, this microphone, I guess, was telling people that were with him, part of his team, don't pay for this, stay on the invoice. Oh, that's what they say about me and all this. And so something so small, <laughs> he just go off. He, he's just a mess. And they talk about Biden. We talked about that before because of their ages, right? And everyone's saying that Biden kind of be off. He don't be having it all way together, you know, his intellect. And everything because it's age, but Trump right up there too. And if y'all think that Trump got some intelligence about him, then I'm gonna assume that you're not that smart. Cause it is like a circus. 
Literally, I know what he's going to say before he say it. He has the same rebuttal for everything. For everything. And he's good at throwing insults. He can dish it, but he cannot take it. Can't take it. <laughs> he cannot take it. So praise go up for Miss Leticia James, because again, I know that that was something. So even in doing your job, I know that it was a difficult task to head, and she is staying gun hole, and she was adamant about doing what she getting justice for her for her state and his lies and his white collar crimes and all this other stuff. A lot of stuff that she put out there about him, in my opinion, is true. It's true. He always been like that. It just what they say, the truth come out to the light. He always been a dark man. He always had some dark plans. And now it's out into the light and he doesn't have anything to say or any type of rebuttal to show his dignity or to show his respect or his integrity because he does not have none. He just runs and runs and runs that mouth. That mouth, he runs them. I know they don't. He was somewhere for a speech, but they ain't even got right to speech because they already know what he's going to say. And his supporters love it. Love it. That little insight that I got from one of uh, Pence's former assistants. I wish they even had a recorder or something and play it and let them hear it. That's what they probably wouldn't believe it anyway. Because what Trump really got a lot of people brainwashed and believing that he is something that he is not. And Everything he going to do is right for this. I don't trust him. And how could y'all trust him? It's too many things that are questionable. I keep on saying it and saying it time and time again. I don't even know how he even has the thought or even feels comfortable, you know, with running for president, knowing that he has all of these charges, even though he's saying it is, is election interference, knowing you got all these, that just shows his, his goal. The goddamn audacity. What I said time and time again is that we can't even do jury duty. We can't even do jury duty. <laughs> and there are some charges against us, whether it's proven or not. Not guilty or guilty. How many people got charges and were found guilty, went to jail, and did all this other stuff, and then they want to be a part of the process and still can't be because of the charges that are on their records. So you mean to tell me 91? 91 count? 91 charges, four indictments, I believe. Is it four? Is it two or four? I don't know. It's just too many for someone who y'all think is so presidential. And Trump is running out of things to say. That is going to be, if he does make it, I guess, to do his campaign, because it appears that he's still a Republican front runner, he's going to say the same old things. The same old things. This is fake news. This is which name? He don't trust. He want to be part. He want to be the head of government because that's what I consider the president to be. He want to be the head of government. But with all this stuff going on, and see when people talk fast, I said that people you got to listen slow because he do a lot of fast talking. He's saying all of this, but he keep on shunning the government, saying how the government is crooked, how they don't listen, how they don't do this. But he want to be a part of that. He still want to come back a part of that. 
Like I said, no president in history has have ever had a president of the United States a problem with handing over that seat. Never. Never. Truth be told, they might not like each other. They don't agree. They want to be president. They feel like they are the best person for the job. But when that vote comes through, my time is through. Let me move on along. He couldn't even do none of that. Things that has already been embedded, things that have already been going on in our country within our constitution, protected under the constitution for so long. He that goddamn arrogant that he ain't got to follow the rules. And he incited them people to go up in there and do that insurrection shit on January 6th. Yeah, he did. And even sent them after the assistant, the assistant president, the vice president, I was saying the assistant, because I was talking about the assistant of him, but the vice president who was with him side by side. They the whole time. How wicked is that? And people still got this man back when he ain't had our country back. Because that probably would have changed my opinion about him a little bit. It might have said, oh, you know, even he got his ways, as people do, at least he was able to uphold that and show that dignity and that respect and, you know, for that process of our country. But no. He disregarded it completely. Completely. I don't know if it's ever been recorded in history too where a, a, a former president didn't attend like when the seat was being, he didn't attend nothing. He, even after they became president, he still talked stuff about him. He was talking president, but he was talking stuff about our president before he was even president. I gave Obama the blues. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's the type of stuff that I don't get it. I don't get it. People be trying to elevate work Miss Letitia James and people would do anything to deflate it and that's exactly what Trump is going to do. But let's see how much he get along with and how much longer. I ain't got it. I ain't got him getting away with it too much longer. I'm sorry. This seven-year-old tale is certainly, certainly going to jail. I seen some other man that was trying to come out, come out of jail that was like associated with his party, like somebody who had did get time or something. Not in his recent stuff, but some old stuff. Because this ain't the first time we've been in court. This a new 91 charges. Remember? He was in court before. Remember? He, he got impeached. Uh, yeah. They forget all about that. They forget all about that. But all right, that was all of my thoughts. And I kind of wanted to talk about bring up. It was something else that was in here. But of course, it wouldn't be right if my last site wasn't going to mess up again tonight. And that's definitely what is going on now. So throughout the show, we just talked about, you know, my dismay for your opinions and the way that y'all putting it out about the lovely Miss Jada Pickett Smith. Uh, Bonnie just was sharing that. She was down here yesterday and Will came through for the book signing. I'm mad because I would have been there. I talked about this girl, Hannah Payne, who definitely is going to run a pain in my ass trying to use the same defense that Zimmerman used in self-defense 
And then lastly, I talked about that Trump stuff and some other stuff too. And some other stuff too. Because you know we want to talk about it. Those are the news that was going on. So I just gave it to you, my views. But yes, I certainly would have loved to went to Jada Pickett Smith's book signing. It's awesome that Will came back. I did see that. I mean, came through in support of her because I did see that on social media. Somebody was saying Will Smith was in um Saturday. And I think it's like her first book. Or something, because even in his letter and how he was saying he was so proud of her and emotions and stuff that he was going through, because it's a lot of stuff that she shared that, of course, obviously he already knows. But the way that he's speaking on it is a lot of stuff that she shared in her book that he was not aware of either. So, again, they showing you how it can be done. She apparently went to respectfully. She went to back to the school and spoke at the school yesterday, too. Mm. I missed all of it. I would have hugged her, like Will Smith said. If he had known, he would have hugged her more. If I would have known, I would have hugged her more. <laughs> yeah, I would have hugged her more. And now that y'all know, Baltimoreans, how I feel, how we be doing, other Baltimore people, folk, and the people that we know, we know this is the money. We know a lot of times that this is considered. Well, I remember when you wanted to talk on um too uh, when we was talking last week after the show. You said you wanted to speak more on um what she was saying about the soulmates. Yeah, like why is that so not believable? That's how I was going on in the ranks when she was saying like Pop. I don't get how everybody not believing that either. That when Pop was in jail, he asked to propose to her when mm-hmm. she's always put out there what their relationship was. That they that they were soulmates, you know. That was another thing too. We always perceive things as what as what it is on the surface. So because all of this time, this lady has been expressing her love for Pop and all of that, how their friendship was, and I mean, all of us the whole time we thinking, oh, they was fucking. And oh, that's they, the perception. Oh, that's the perception what people yeah, give with the oh, word soulmate. They exactly. give that perception to the word soulmate, and that's an, exactly not. A, I just had that conversation yeah. with my. Best friend the other day um matter of fact that was on tuesday i had that conversation with her and i had said to her you you, you know you're my soulmate right and she was like i i i, I do now that's what she said like you oh. know and then she was like i agree with you i, I kind of agree with you in the same fate that you know it's not who you live your life with that's necessarily going to be your soulmate who you know who's your partner who's the physical person that you're having a life with because you're already living that life with them that's who they are yeah. now that's in life who your mate without soul attached to it that's your mate right. for life Right, you're made for life, and I think that That's it really not necessarily who you would want to spend the eternity with in your soul, mm. right? Because the one person that you probably tell everything to, unless you have turned your mate into your best friend. Because that's not necessarily always the case. Your best just because you're mating with someone that does not make them your best friend, right? That's not the person that you're going to tell okay. everything to because some okay. things are a secret from your mate. And the only person you're going to tell is the person that you know will have your back through anything. Right. And then the most, and for the most part too, is somebody that you can tell anything and ain't going to feel no different about you. I gave her this example. I gave her this example. I said, because who's not going to be with you in this particular situation 
and the situation is cheating is your mate. Hello? Hello. Because see, they're the ones being cheated upon. They're the ones that's going to leave that door faster than you think about it. Hmm. Do you consider that person that's going to escape you because you cheated on them as your soulmate? No. The person that's going to be your soulmate is the person that you can tell that you cheated on your husband with, and they never tell your husband. Mm. That's and I your think soulmate. that's what Jada, and I think even though she had that connection with Tupac, I think that is what she has for with Will. I, and like, I believe that now. Like, I, I believe saying, that now. And it's not a thing that you can't have more than one soulmate. Hello? Right. Just like you spoke on, you can be in love with more than one person. Exactly. So it's not impossible. And for me, I'm going to speak, you know, from my experience, like all of my life, I always had when we're talking about on that sexual part and people are connection. Now, all of my life, I always was able, for whatever reason, to maintain and abstain uh, strong relationships and strong connections with males. A lot of them who have never been my mate. Now, some of them, I might have made it with them, but then we went <laughs> to be Jeff's friends. And some of them, when I say have never been my mate, that they are generally my friends. My best friends now are mm -hmm. the opposite sex, but people always assume something else. Like the shows that I told y'all that I go to, I go to with them. Uh, went to the music concert and something else like that. And I always, I haven't brought it up to my best friend, but I said, yeah, I can tell sometimes that he is uncomfortable because like, that's why he's on the prowl. Not uncomfortable, but he makes it this thing. Like when we're out, like if I'm somewhere or I'm at the concession stand, he'll call up to me, best friend. And he always calls me best friend. He does. He always calls me best friend. Where so everywhere I go, when people see me, that's what they say. Hey, best friend. Because <laughs> he mm -hmm. called me that so much. It's like my name. So I get that. But two, I think he'd be doing it because he's out. He's trying to get him a bull or, you know, or somebody, whatever. And then people see me all looking fine and all this, right? So they just automatically assume that we are together. I mean, we're together. To come out and see this event, but this is my friend. This is my brother, and I can tell him anything. He be falling out because I know some mm -hmm. stuff <laughs> he don't want to hear. But I've had connections with different guys within my life that was like that. Like they didn't want me sexually, and I ain't want them. And then mm -hmm. sometimes down the line, when they have gotten into relationships, you know, it was like the girl that sat me, oh, Chancey, oh, that's my best friend, that's my sister. But then as soon as they see me, they like to, oh, no, man. And guys do it too. Like, guys will be in, you know, dating a woman and, and let you say you had a male best friend or you have a male friend. Human minds always wonder when you can be telling them what it is. You can be telling them what it is. So, yes, Jada does acknowledge that she had that connection with Tupac before how they were soulmates. And her love for him was that, a connection and a soul talk. That's what it was. It wasn't. She said they had no sexual appeal to each other. Go ahead. She had no sexual appeal. That's my little guy in the back. I don't know why he can't help himself. He asked me about some sales skittles that, yeah, when they, you know, I don't want him, but yeah, that's he tried to distract me. I was like, ah. he just loves doing that to me. 
<laughs> that's my soulmate. Little fly guy, Jai, that's my soulmate. But yes, and it, it, it mm, I don't get that. I don't get that. Why people think that your soulmate, just like how Moni was saying, your soulmate might not necessarily be your mate or might not necessarily be your husband and wife. Now, that's the thought, or that will be the hope that you would get your friend. But I don't know why people frown upon me or you and a man coming to gather a woman or whoever. You being in a relationship with somebody and then you acknowledging that you had this love or you this person over here is your soulmate. Like, it's inappropriate. That's what they did in Jada situation. And, and that's what they did because automatically they assumed that she was fucking too popular. And I haven't seen anything. I don't know if it's in the book. I don't mean no harm. That's my favorite rapper. I don't know. I probably couldn't have resist. Even from a little girl, I was inappropriately thinking about Pop Baby. That's what made me want to rap. And I'm telling you, if I was in Jada's shoes, it probably would have been a rap. Because two was fine. his little everything about him swag, his skin complexion, all that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sorting them out if they looked like T-Bot back then. Okay? You had to give a little bit of like T-Bot. Not necessarily, but hey, but the complexion and the facial hair. I'm like, yeah, I'm like y'all into my stuff. But yeah, you can have a soulmate and not be sexually involved with them. It's some couples out here where people wouldn't even understand that they are together and that are happy, are acknowledging that their partner is their soulmate and they don't have sex. Like, y'all make sex about every damn thing. <laughs> a lot of times. And we talked about that too. That sex purpose was to re recreate, you know what I mean? To reproduce us humanly, let our spirits enter these human forms and everything else like that. But we hoes. <laughs> we know who turned to bed. Just like money. It's always us. It's always the people of the land. <laughs> it's always us. God will bless us with it, and soon as it get in the hand of man, we deflate it. Elevate to deflate. I hope you understood where I was coming from, because in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to be out of here, but I am going to be back next week, just like I never left, here living it up for y'all, giving y'all my spill <laughs> on what I feel for real, for real. And again, I would love for you to join me. So make sure you hit me up. Come through on these chats. If you haven't liked the page, go like the page so you can follow, so you can know all the time when I'm doing something or when the show is coming live. I have been going live uh, from my personal page and just um, forwarding it over to like copying and pasting it over to the You Better Live page because I know more people are somewhat showing their support on my personal page, but y'all shy and doing that too. Like I say, I go down Facebook, baby, when people have stuff, I didn't forgot that the like button even exists. I'm always loving, wilding, crying, or even angry, but anything somebody posts, if I can feel it, I am loving it. I come through, I get people their props, I give them their flowers and everything else like that. But my expectation is not to receive it from you. It's just that it will be good to And we do not get enough of love and support. I said it when I first began my show is that people will tell you and encourage you sometimes. You'll think it's one thing. 
because people say, yeah, do your thing, do your thing, do your thing. And you'll be thinking people are rooting for you. And the minute you do your thing, people are not doing you anymore. What is that all about? Is that a Baltimore thing? We don't have to talk about it. I'm going to have to get some other Baltimores on here. Baltimoreans on here to tell me about it. But when I talk about it, a lot of times within my circle about that support thing, a lot of people be feeling the same way that I do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Wow, wow. I'm going to be around town this weekend like I just now told y'all. I ain't got to, uh, what is it, market it or promote it because it's already here. And yes, the wonderful icon, Marquise Revlon is hosting this ball. It's going to be great. People are coming all out of town to enjoy our city. It's all out of love and people are hyped about it. And it's the hype ball that is going down at the Baltimore Center Stage. It's a whole weekend. I've seen of events where you can buy passes for Saturday and Sunday because Sunday I'm trying to go through there too to check out this play. Mm, I like little stuff about that. So check it out, guys. See what's going on down there. Hopefully I'll see you. Like I said, meet me there so I can greet you there because you better live. It's definitely going to be there with the Be Exposed CEO. Yeah, can you believe it? I'm getting money to get out. Well, so he say. We'll see when Saturday come. We'll see when Saturday come. Because it is approaching Scorpio season. And you know, when Scorpio, sometimes they feel people sometimes or something like that. They, they sociable, but they, they ain't feeling it. So we'll see how it is when Saturday come. But hey, hey, I am going to be down there. I'm trying to decide if I want to do my hair and get these roots fresh with this red or just keep covering it up and giving y'all that all red illusion. I don't know. I don't know. But next week when y'all see me, y'all see you say, oh yeah, chance that I have. But I'm out of here, guys. I'm out of here. It's a pleasure. I do intend to have some guests coming through next week. My good brother, Eric Gilliam, who is coming through from 360 Defense. So any of you guys need that information about your carrying license and to do it legally, He's the one to go see. That's not the only business that he has. That's my good childhood friend, my good brother. And I want him to share a little bit about all his businesses, all his uh, endures. Yes, he's going to come through to let us know how we're living it. And I'm also going to have Mr. Sean Felder coming back through here, um, who is definitely, definitely shows me love. That's one of my older talents, right? He all the way up in New York. But guess what? He lets it known that he lives for the You Better Live, okay? So he's going to come back through here and be a guest as well. Get up with me, guys. Y'all know what it is and y'all know what it is. Oh, no, that's not right. Y'all know what it is and y'all know what it is. It's more than like the dime. So, y'all, you better live. God loves you. God bless you. Because guess what? If it got to be your news and our news, then you know we coming through. Because it got to be exposed. Let's go. You better leave.